<laughs> I didn't mean to push start. But I did, so. Here we are. Welcome back. And I will tell you what, we are not recording the intro seven fucking times this time. Nope, it is what it is. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Oh, man. What, what is new, bestie? Oh, you know. Don't uh, be shady. I was like, I don't, don't know. <laughs> don't be shady. Don't. You better think before anything maybe, comes out of your mouth. Maybe you should talk about what's new first. Uh, we just made some dinner. So fucking good. Was delish. Um, it's kind of hot in here. Uh, for the first time in a long time. I will refuse to tell anybody that. I would not complain if I were you right now. No. No. Um, what else is new? Mm. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> no, talking about Lucy's haircut. Oh, Lucy got a haircut today. Deez. I don't know where she's at. She looks something. She looks very nice. Oh, <laughs> she's like, look at me. She looks lovely. I don't know. the pay- Like, when you sent me the Snapchat, she was wet from her bath still, Oh, my God. She looks so cute when she's out of the bath <laughs> because like- she is, like... She's a mess. Drowned? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I called she's... her a sewer rat and Emily got angry. Oh, my God. She's not a sewer rat. But... She's so dude. She's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> nope. Nothing Look much. Her butt hair is it's like. curly. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did you not shave that part of her butt? Because she's really. She hates when I get close to her tail with the clippers. Oh. Oh. Sure. Welcome. That's the cat's food. She's like, I'm so hungry. I'm very starved. No, you had two noodles. That's plenty for your tiny brain. <laughs> she has some things to say to you. I don't know if they heard that. Nope. We got anything else? Um. Oh, puzzles. Some very difficult looking puzzles. Oh, my God. So mom got everyone these puzzles for Christmas. And they're really cool. But the second I opened mine up... Oh, <laughs> I don't think so. The second I opened mine up, I was like instant anxiety. There's no corners. There's no edges. They're all shaped like random fucking things. Yeah, they're not like regular puzzle pieces. They're, they're very like... colorful. It's called AIM puzzle. A I M. So, what is on your whisker? She had a treat. <laughs> She's got some shit on her whisker. <laughs> she was eating her treat. Yikes. It was like an a bone with like covered in oatmeal. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So and like nuts and stuff. So like she's oh, very oh, holistic, but but a mess. Very messy. Word. <laughs> I feel that Lucy's a health god. Oh, oh god. god. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Emily's cat is in heat. We just have our animals are having it this weekend. I'm pretty sure O'Malley's like trying to fornicate with me, and I'm not. <laughs> she's like, ooh, Chelsea. <laughs> What up? Like rubbing all up over me. It doesn't matter how many times I like move her. She finds her way back and puts her hiney right up against me. So. Oh, George. Oh, I'm fostering a puppy. Oh my God. The cutest puppy in the world, might I add. So we went through a couple different names and then like the kids came home and saw the puppy and they were like, we sh-. Avery's like, we should name him small. <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, I was like, maybe, but. What if we name him something that means small? And she was like, tiny, little. And Aiden goes, Pipsqueak. And she's like, Pipsqueak. So Pipsqueak, it has become. We call him Pip, mostly. He's so cute. So fucking cute. Somebody better adopt him before I do. 
Are you looking at me? Okay, fine. If you insist. I'm just saying. Oh, man. The things I would do to have another dog. He's very cute. He's like my best friend right now. Follows me around everywhere. He's my little therapy dog. But yeah, so I'm fostering a puppy. I got... Well, there it is. There was something stuck in my mouth, and there it is. Here, Lucy, you want this? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yikes. I feel very uncomfortable. I get my braces off next week. (gasps) Are you excited? Because it's officially Sunday, which means it's officially Monday, which means that next week I get my braces off. What is it, Deuce? Are you super excited? Yeah. Whoa! Fucking, I don't know what I'm... My orthodontist called me the other day, and she was like, hey, Emily, do you mind if I move your appointment up? And I was like, yep, when? And she's like, just an hour. And I was like, huh? like, a week. (laughs) (laughs) A week, Sammy, a week. You just show up. You're like, I heard a week. (laughs) You're like, sorry, Sammy. Can you get me in now? Just take them off. Um, So. I took the kids um, ice skating and to ride bumper cars and go-karts. I thought you guys had so much fun. I wish I was there. It was a lot of fun. Wait, I wasn't on call. Why didn't you take me? Because you went out drinking the night before. And I would have gone with you. I'll tell you, well, we'll go next time. I'm really actually kind of mad. Well, I also thought you were going to Hill City by yourself because you said you were going to go adventure by yourself. I wanted to. (laughs) So how'd that work out for you? I didn't. Obviously. Fuck off, George. She's like, but but please. (laughs) I love Lavar much. Oh, she's so sweet. She's horny. She's not sweet. The dinner. Oh. She's like, what? Excuse me. Go get him. Her. Go get her. Anyway. Oh, she's thinking about it. Yeah. So Ross and I took the kids to do all that stuff and it was really fun. You should have seen Aiden's little face. Like when he was in the go-karts, he smiled like ear to ear the entire time. The entire time. It was super cute. So yeah, we did all that stuff. And then now I'm here. I think that's all that's new with me. I had a pretty busy day today. Um, I don't know. It was a lot more productive than most Sundays. I wasn't supposed to have a busy day, but my fucking dryer broke. Oh, yeah. That so, was sad. Yeah. But Davina's husband fixed it, so it's not broken anymore. My last semester of grad school ah! starts this week. Are you excited or are you, like, bummed that you have to... Oh, don't do that. Are you, like, bummed that you have to go back to school? I'm excited, but I'm I'm also bummed, but not for that reason. I'm bummed because, like, I know when I graduate, I'm going to be bored as shit. I thought that, too. I'm not. I honestly feel like I give it a... Um, give scissors. I give it, like, a year before I am like, let's go to school for something else. I am already thinking about getting my PhD, so... Dr. Chelsea. That's the main reason is I just want to be called Dr. <laughs> How does that go? Doctor. <laughs> Dude, so I um, signed an assessment the other day, like a crisis response assessment for something that I did. And yeah. no, I got it. I got oh it. Oh my God. You put, what did you put? PLMHP. Ah! Look at those letters. We love a bitch with letters. I was like, whoa, is that what this feels like? That is what this feels like. I'm currently fucking taking a pair of scissors to this bumper that's around my watch. Because you can't fucking take it off unless you chop it off. Like, I feel like they fucked me over on this one. But there's a bunch of water that kept getting underneath it. Like, look. You can still see, like, the growth. You know how to get water out of your watch, right? 
Well, yeah, but not when it's like in between the screen oh. and the bumper. Oh, yeah. So I'm, it's also covered in paint from when we painted the office because I was stupid. It didn't fucking take my watch off. So, hey, that was easier than I thought it was going to be. So here we are. Wow. Also, like, fuck off, Siri. Oh, my watch is like not really connected to my phone anymore. Why? I don't fucking know. It just like So here's the thing with these older watches, they won't connect to your phone unless like you you have to have a newer watch. And then if you get a newer watch with an older phone, you have to buy a new phone. That's how Apple gets you. Apple sucks. Although I, I do really like I was saying, I think you'll you're you should take that back. <laughs> it, they still suck, but I do really like having the accessibility of like having mm-hmm. my watch. It's very nice. I feel like I'm going to fuck this watch up now that I don't have a thing on it. I'm you'll, excited. You'll be okay. Um, let's see. I is said. there anything else? Is oh, mom... Whoa. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, mom car? <laughs> okay. So we're drinking these like hard Bud Light. Soda. Oh, wait. We talked about this last week. Oh, we did? Yes. Oh, well, we're drinking them again and they make you really burpy. Very burpy. Um, the burpiest of the burps. Yeah, it's been an issue tonight. Sorry. I had to... Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm answer a thing about a thing wow (laughs) you told me not to be shady and it's really hard i told you not to be shady yes don't be shady oh we had a question what remember uh lindsay sent us that voice recording oh yes i didn't listen to it all the way sorry lindsay basically the question summed up was like how do i raise my child like if because we talked about healing your inner child last week yeah um so the question was along the lines of like if you had a traumatic childhood, how do you break that trauma when raising your own child? <laughs> Those are the scissors I use for literally everything. I love my that. kitchen, my hair, my bangs, everything. Don't fuck those scissors up. You should probably get a pair of like hair scissors if you're gonna cut your fucking hair. Those scissors are my livelihood. Anyway, um, ooh, good question. <laughs> Wow, it's taken a while tonight, isn't it? <laughs> like, um, so how do you raise your child differently than you were raised? This essentially is the question. Kind of. So give the, your kid the life that you didn't have. Um, be better than what you were, what you had. Yeah. So I think part of that too is like being the generational trauma breaker, be the cycle breaker. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. You break that cycle. It is a large responsibility. Um. Because you are literally having to go through and break, you like you have to go break all of that trauma that's been bestowed upon you from not just your parents, but your parents' parents and your parents' parents' parents and like, right, all those generations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do how do you do that? Is like you just parent, you be the parent that you wish you had as a kid, and you have to heal your own wounds. So like, which is so hard because it's like you want to be better for your kiddo, but then like when you see them having a much better life than you, you're like, wow, fuck. Like you have some type of jealousy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I feel like I would. Maybe I do like subconsciously, but like really I just want my kids to have the best life possible. And if that means doing things differently than how it was for me, then that's what I do. Yeah. You know, and it's not, there's no sense of jealousy. It just is like, it's more of like a motivator. Oh, good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's more of that. I want them to have the absolute best, like, life possible because I know what it's like to not have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So if I can be that person that provides that one, that's literally my job as their parent. And two, it almost provides me with a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Like I've, I've been able to give them what I so desperately needed as a kid. 
Mm -hmm. So part of it is like owning your own trauma, owning your own wounds, healing those wounds, taking care of yourself, and then being the parent that you wish you had as a kid. Boom. Sounds really easy. Mm. Not really easy. <laughs> it's just dead silence. <laughs> I dissociated for a hot second there. Mom? Uh, yeah, we have a mom's corner. You do mom's corner. I will look for a quote. I already did a quote. You already did? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hello. What are you looking at rings for? I'm not. It's on my 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 page on my thing so you must have been anyway mom's corner did you know mm. oh fuck off sundoku sundoku is a japanese word for the habit of buying too many books letting them pile up in your house and never reading them <laughs> me it's called hoarding <laughs> oh <laughs> you're like never mind i take it back i take it back no that is me though Ugh. i have so many books and so I many of them i haven't read i do too i have a bunch that i would like to read um Okay, so there's that. What are we talking about this week? Hmm. I'm so excited. What are we talking the about? The mental health of well-known serial tellers. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, I was debating. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> I was like, I was debating whether or not to make the bum, bum, bum noise or be like, okay, why did you? Here's my biggest thing with this episode what i want us to make it very very clear for the people listening that we're not saying if you have these things or you struggle with these things that you are a serial killer or that you are of the same moral standing of these serial killers because we're gonna be throwing out some names and you're gonna be like holy shit mm -hmm. um this serial killer has borderline personality disorder, and I have borderline personality disorder. I am of equal standing as... I am serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what we're going for. We just wanted to take a look into the minds yeah. of these humans. So, it's oh, actually... Sorry. Oh, I just, I have something that I want to make sure that we start off with. Sure. Selfish. Um, there's <laughs> actually a statement on a forensic psychology website that I chopped off, so I don't really know what this website is. Let's not make this go away. Ah! Oh my god. No, 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 no. Do this. What was it? It is all the way up. Oh uh -huh. my god, you screenshot queen. Avi. What the fuck? I don't know. Whatever. So it's a forensic get out of here. <laughs> it's a forensic psychology site. Um, and it talks about how there are a lot of mental mental illnesses that are found within the most notorious serial killers. Um, but it's important to note that most people suffering from these illnesses do not commit any violent offenses. These instances of mental disorders represent only a small fraction of people diagnosed, and the majority of people afflicted do not engage in criminal activity, especially if given proper treatment and social support. Woo! Boom. That was the good um, PSA I needed in this. Good. What okay. are we starting with? So, according to Casey Jordan, who is a criminolog criminologist and an investigative profiler, there are typically four types of serial killers. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Ready. Okay, can you say this for me? Uh, yeah, which one? Hedonistic. Hedonistic killers. Wait, will the... you try to say it? Hedonistic. Oh, <laughs> should have had you try to say it first. <laughs> um, those are the serial killers who, quote, kill for the thrill of killing. Um, and then in that group, there's a subgroup called the hedonistic comfort killers who find comfort in the, their killing. Okay. Um, so there's the first one. The second one is the mission-oriented killers. 
Um, and that points to a specific purpose to justify their killings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The third one is power and control killers. They kill to feel power because of a deep insecurity. Mm-hmm. And finally, the visionary killers. And these ones are usually the ones who do suffer from mental illnesses. Interesting. So we're going to be looking at some visionary killers tonight. Love that. Love that. Love that. So um, this forensic website is actually really interesting. I think it's like Forensic Sci or something. Like It's very like that's it. Forensics collection. I told you I had that one. What does this say, bitch? Forensics. Oh, colleges. It looks like collective. Okay. From over here. Wait. So is this the same? Yeah. Oh, perf. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, um, I will get out of this website then and go straight to my PowerPoint. Beautiful. Um, so this website talks a lot about, in the wake of all of this stuff, forensic psychologists examine any sort of mental capacities that might correlate with criminality. So we're looking at childhood, socioeconomic status. You know who we abuse, should have had as trauma, a- Georgia and Karen? As a guest, <laughs> you think Georgia and fucking Karen would be like, yeah, sure, I'll come on to this po dink fucking podcast pro Obviously. bono. They'd be like, we love you so much. No, your friend who just got her doctorate, who was also into this shit, the forensic y. Oh, Soleil. Mm hmm. I'll message her and be like, you got any shit you want us to read next week? And I'm sure she'll be like, oh my God, yeah. She doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Wow, I didn't think anyone you'd be friends with, other than me. I guess <laughs> I sound like that most of the time. <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, go on, go on, go on. Yikes. Wow. Anyway, um, so looking at <clears throat> substance use, I'm so fucking lost now. This is a mess. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So Come on. Let's go through these mental disorders. The first one is schizophrenia, mm-hmm. and that's just on this Forensics Collective website. Um, so I'm going to just give you a list of some of these serial killers. So Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. Do you know who this is? Yes. So he killed six people in the 1970s, claiming that his neighbor's dog told him to do it. Diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Ed Gein. Do we know who this is? Mm-hmm. Um, so he murdered and mutilated his victims, often keeping trophies. I have him under schizophrenia and a sexual psychopath. Probably was both. Mm -hmm. You can be both. So, okay, yes. Some of these things you might disagree with. You might be right. We don't know. This is just what the website says. Yeah, we did not assess these people. No, I didn't. Oh, my God. That would have been so much fun. To assess them? Me? Write it down. Anyway. Write what down? Assessing? Yeah, that we're going to assess a serial killer. Where do you want me to write this on your face. I don't know. Moving on. Richard Chase, the vampire <laughs> of Sacramento. <laughs> so the vampire of Sacramento, um, Richard Chase, killed six people and drank their blood. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I have on here. Oh, my God. This is a nightmare. David Gonzalez killed four people, claimed he'd been inspired by the nightmare on Elm Street and was also diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. There's another one on there that I can't see for whatever reason, but... Do you have any more on schizophrenia? Um, Any killers? Yeah. All I have is Son of Sam. Okay. But I do have um, a little background on each of them. Ooh, go. Talk about them? That's okay. awesome. Yeah. So Son of Sam. Um, David was an adoptive boy who was very antisocial. Growing up, his mother died of cancer and um, 
when of age, his adoptive father remarried and moved to Florida, um, leaving him on his own. So David joined the army for three years and had a lot of anger and frustrations about women in relations um, with a prostitute who contracted diseases and kept, um, and he kept her as a souvenir. Um, like her whole That's being? what it says. Oh. Um, when he got his own place, he had a hard time adjusting to his neighbor's dog. <clears throat> he locked himself in there and wrote on the wall, in this hole lives the wicked king kill for my master i turned children into killers mm -hmm. david claimed when he david claimed he gave into the voices in order for them to stop tormenting him every demon within him told him exactly which woman to kill um when arrested he was happy when interrogated he told police that the demons lived in the dog of sam carr his neighbors mm -hmm. And that's how his name, Son of Sam, came about. And then he was sentenced to 365 years in prison. Yeesh. Okay. God, that's heavy. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want to know about this. The whole thing or just about Son of Sam? So clearly we know that there was some sort of insanity here and right. it was due to mental illness. And I guess I didn't, I don't follow. I, I guess I should have um, these cases, but was he not able to claim insanity where he got put into a mental hospital instead of prison for 365 years? What year is this? I don't know. <clears throat> I'd, I'd probably look at like what year and if the insanity defense was even applicable at that time. I suppose. I suppose. And even if it wasn't, I mean, depending on jury, maybe he did claim insanity and they were like, fuck no. Yeah. Straight to the jail cell for you, homie. Yeah. I got borderline personality disorder and Jeffrey Dahmer. Ooh, okay. Oh, you, you are. Okay. Go, sorry. Are so my bad. Honest. My bad. Um, okay. So Eileen Warnos, the woman who inspired the movie Monster. <clears throat> So she conf confessed to seven murders in Florida, but she was also diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. So she's duly diagnosed. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, also known as the Milwaukee cannibal. He killed 17 boys and men between 1978 and 1991. Mm -hmm. That's so many. Mm -hmm. um, he's also, um, he has a co-occurring diagnosis with alcohol abuse and borderline personality disorder. And then I have Kristen H. Gilbert. So she was actually um, a nurse. Mm -hmm. So what are those those called? Like the the nurses who kill their patients. Mm -hmm. There's like a term for it. I don't know. Fuck. It's going to mess with me. Anyway, she killed four patients at um, the Northampton, Virginia Hospital by administering fatal doses of epinephrine so that they would have heart attacks. So those are all individuals diagnosed with borderline personality disorders who also meet the criteria. Angels of death. Yes. So they also meet the criteria of serial killers. <clears throat> okay. What you got on Dahmer? So borderline personality disorder. Um, did you talk about what borderline personality disorder is or do you want me to read on that one? You can read on that okay. one. So persons who have this are usually very impulsive and self-injurious. Um, they, they have an unstable pattern of interacting with others, um, recurrent suicide, suicidal attempts, um, very emotionally unstable, chronic feelings of emptiness and high impulsivity. So... Whoa. Say that last word again. Impulsivity. 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 <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. So, Jeffrey was a child molester, but not the normal. 
He has fancy time out. What is a normal child molester? Exactly. (laughs) You're throwing that term around a little loosely here. (laughs) He's not the normal kind of Um, molester. He was fantasized. He has fantasized about killing men and having sex with their corpses since he was 14. Ooh, some necrophilia. He hadn't. He didn't begin killing until he graduated when he picked up a hitchhiker and then killed him. Dahmer went to college and soon dropped out and then began drinking. He was in the army. Very similar to Son of Sam. Mm-hmm. Was in the army but was discharged for excessive drinking. Dahmer had a major drinking problem. So when so he would go out to gay bars, which is where he would lure his victims from, by offering to take pictures for money and to drink. Most of his victims were ages 14 and up. Oof. He would drug them, strangle them, and masturbate or have sex with their corpses. After feeding into his sexual impulses, he would take pictures of his victims in different poses and later disembodied them. Mm. Um, he kept most of their parts or most of the parts in the back closet, such as decomposed hands and, and privates. I like how that's that's the, that's the that's the verbiage they use private parts and private parts mm-hmm. <laughs> as if this whole thing isn't fucked up let's censor <laughs> but, that part yeah. um at the time of his arrest police found multiple heads in his refrigerator that's where i keep mine too so at trial he said he was insane but was found not to be ah mm-hmm. i wonder what the like what the criteria is to meet the insanity defense I don't know. We should. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. Maybe I, we can record on that next week. The insanity defense. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty cool. Um, okay. I'll write that on my face too. Okay. It's right there. <laughs> Sketch that into your forehead. Um, next one I have is antisocial personality disorder. All I have left is the remainder of schizophrenia and then the sexual psychopath. Um, and we're talking about Ed Gein. So I'll let you finish and we can end with that. Okay. So antisocial personality disorder. In the past, this was, this was also known as um, psychopathy. Um, so it's characterized by a total disregard of feelings for others. So they might lie, act out violently, break the law, have absolutely no remorse. Um, so this is a super rare diagnosis. It only affects like 0.6% of the population. It's also been diagnosed among three of the most ruthless American serial killers. Ooh, give it to me. Ted Bundy. Ah! Sorry. I just Why thought... did you get so excited about Bundy? I thought about Zach Efron. <laughs> I was like, was it his charisma or his you know what? manly I charm? I hate when people say, like, how hot he was. Like, that dude was fucking ugly. Think about, like, the time, though. Like, I I'm suppose. sure he was a... But he also, like, carried himself, like, very confidently. Right. Went, was he a narcissist? I would highly... Well, okay, so my therapist actually had me look up the difference between antisocial personality disorder... Um, sociopath sociopath and narcissist Mm -hmm. because they're so closely linked like Mm -hmm. there's just very there's very minimal differences between the three Mm -hmm. so their personality types are very similar Mm, so could he have been a narcissist he was very full of himself we should use person first language should could he have had narcissistic personality disorder Mm -hmm. yes certainly had antisocial personality disorder i mean if you ever like i listened to the ted bundy tapes on mm-hmm. Netflix, have you watched that one yet? Mm-hmm. So like, you can just like he's so confident and like charismatic, even though he's in fucking prison for murdering all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bundy killed. Well, he confessed to thirty murders. What does necrophile mean? Neck ne- is that necrophilia? Yeah, that's like fucking dead bodies. Yes. Okay. So Ted, I didn't know that. I didn't either. This makes me feel weird. Theodore. <laughs> 
Why did you get so proper? What was his middle name? You might as well use the whole thing now. Good grief. Good grief, Theodore. My goodness. This isn't funny. <laughs> I'm just so uncomfortable. John. Sorry. Don't. John Wayne Gacy. Would you like to read this one? <clears throat> it makes me nervous. It makes me nervous, too. <laughs> He's a killer clown. <laughs> Why are we speaking of this? Um, killer clown raped and killed 33 boys oh. and young men in the 70s. If this man doesn't have antisocial personality disorder, I don't fucking know what else to diagnose him with. He was an interesting feller, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. So this motherfucker would dress up as clowns and perform at children's birthday parties and then would lure children and rape them and murder them. And their bodies were all kept in like his fucking basement or crawl space or something. Right? Yeah. I didn't Mm -mm. make that up. Okay. Mm -mm. Anyway, the last one, Charles Manson. Leader of the Manson family cult and mastermind of the 1969 murders at the home of Sharon Tate. Okay, we also should do an episode on cults. Ooh. Okay, hang on. You better Before start. I forget yeah. all this gold. Anyway, so these are three disorders that are commonly seen among violent criminals. So there's also a lot of killers who haven't been diagnosed with anything and probably should have been. Um, and also killers who haven't been caught. So schizophrenia and sexual psychopath. Um, just a recap. There are many different subtypes of schizophrenia. Go. Um, some are more serious than others, whatever. Um, but then we got the sexual psychopath. A psychopath is a person who feels no remorse for any of their actions, no conscience, and no concern for the well-being of strangers, friends, or even family. Again, those are very, very, they're besties with narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, a sexual psychopath has all the same characteristics except they're incapable of feeling love. A sexual psychopath? Mm-hmm. Well, that would make sense. All right. Why did you look away from me so abruptly? Ed. Gein. Gein. Is it Gein or Gein? I think it's Gein. Okay. Ed Gein. If he wore leggings before leggings were even cool. What your fucking means. It does say that. Okay. So you might have heard of movies about Norman Bates. Yes, you did. Texas Chainsaw and even Psycho. Well, Ed Gein. Gein. Fuck. Ed well, whatever. Ed. Well, Ed. Eddie. Um, hello. <laughs> hello. While Ed was the inspiration for each of these movies. Did you know that? Mm, no. Ed lived in Wisconsin on a 160-acre farm with his brother and his domineering mother who had sex. Oh, wait. (laughs) Who did not have sex. She said sex was a sin. Okay. That was different. (laughs) That's very different. (laughs) Who had sex? (laughs) Well, she did have a son, so it would stand to reason. Both his brother and his mother died in the mid-40s. So when he was left alone on the farm, he locked his mother's door in fear of her spirit and six others. He lived in the bottom room and only went to the kitchen in the house. He became fascinated with the female body. He studied anatomy, medical encyclopedias, pulp horror novels, and porn magazines. To feed his fascination, he he dug up female corpses and dissected them keeping their sex organs livers hearts and intestines when he was arrested police found the body of many women around his mother's age 50 plus sounds about right yep completely slaughtered 
Um, one woman was found hung upside down from a meat hook split down the middle. The idea of the Texas chainsaw came from many items made from human skin and bones around his house. Um, He was sent to the mental hospital for 10 years until he was contempt to stand trial. Speaking of, he was found guilty, but also criminally insane. So I found the criteria. Turns out I did have it. Um, So to be classified as legally insane, an individual must be unable to comprehend that an action is against the law at the exact moment the action is undertaken. Mm. So if you murder somebody and then you like trauma kicks in and you can't fucking remember, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because you were legally, you did it while you, you were legally were competent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so in other words, a serial killer must be unaware that the murder is legally wrong while committing the act of murder in order to be legally insane. Ooh. So it's so stringent. Okay. So then we go back to the son of Sam though, because mm-hmm. he was under the assumption that the dog was telling him to do it. Therefore, but did he know that murder was wrong? Regardless who told him to do it, even if the dog is like, kill it, it's wrong, but kill him anyways, then he would know. But he knew that murder was wrong. Oh my gosh, that's fucked up. Yeah, so it says... That needs amended. <laughs> so it says that it's so stringent um, that very few c- serial killers are actually included here. So, and we didn't talk about BTK, Dennis Rader. Mm-hmm. So, so BTK stands for buying, torture, kill. Mm-hmm. He clearly had some fucking issues. Um, but a lot of those serial killers like Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, Dennis Rader, they're entirely aware that the of the illegality of murder while they are in the process of killing their victims. So they understand right and wrong and do nothing to stop that. Wow. Yep. So it says, um, and this is psychology today. So what it says is because psychopaths such as Bundy, Gacy, and Rader have an overwhelming desire and compulsion to kill, that causes them to ignore the criminal law with impunity. Yeah. So when they're apprehended, serial killers are rarely determined to be mentally incompetent and stand trial. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh, it has Son of Sam in here. Even David Berkowitz, the infamous Son of Sam who told captors tales of the sa- satanic rituals and demonic possessions was found competent. That is... Because he wow. fucking knew that murder was illegal. Yep. Interesting. That's so crazy. Have any infamous serial killers um, been... Oh, I guess the one I just read was labeled mentally unstable for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But are there any other ones? I'm, there has to be. got to plead insanity? There has to be. I don't know. This author, though, it writes, type in the urge to kill on the internet and you'll be amazed and terrified at the number of people who confess to these fantasies. So the conclusion. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so scary. Don't Google it. There's just like people walking around just like that could just like right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How many true crime documentaries have you watched? Well, of course I'm... there's fucking people who are just like, I'm gonna fucking murder that bitch. That is horrendous. My guess is like somebody's probably looked at you and thought about ways to kill you. Why are you proud of that? Someone's thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm so special. Oh my God. Thanks. Okay. Wow. Hey. Yep. So most serial killers have violent fantasies for years before they act on them. So it makes me wonder like if they would reach out and talk about these things and get help for them. 
if that would change the outcome. I'm sure it would, but if mm -hmm. I went to a counselor and was like, I want to murder everybody, you know where I'm going? Fucking EPC. No, I've had, uh, I've had a couple clients who have told me about like their homicidal ideations, but it's the same as suicidal ideations. They don't have no a plan. plan or there's, no, yeah. there's no intent mm -hmm. or the intent is not high enough, you know? So it's like they're having these urges and they're having these thoughts. Like I've had clients very vividly describe to me how they would murder people. Wow. Yeah. But they have no intent. It just is like fantasies that they have. Hmm. Nice. So obviously we talk about like where they come from and why that's probably not okay. You know, let's probably not do that. I think it's more common than people realize. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's so trippy. <laughs> Thanks. So one thing I do, and we're not going to have time to go into it today, I don't think. Um, one thing we do need to talk about, and this would be a good thing to have Soleil on because she wrote her dissertation on this. Is Ew. <laughs> this one I sent to Roz. Why would you send that to Roz? Because <laughs> he asked me if I was finally done working out, so I sent him a picture of you. Look at me. Uh, kind of looks like you're knitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Look at me. Oh, anyway. I'm a, I'm a knitter. I'm a knitter. But having Soleil on for... That's awful. Oh my god. A knitter. K-N-I-T-T-E-R. Are you okay? What you got? Anyways. Um, having Soleil come in to talk about mental health in the correctional facilities. Ooh, mm -hmm. that would be really good. Yeah, so like mental health within, sorry, within the prison systems. Because I know she was a correctional officer for quite a few years prior to Let's getting get her, her PhD in forensics. Um, she might even know how to do fucking podcasting over Zoom. Cause she's way smarter than I am. So we know how to do it. Yeah. We tested it before. It gives me anxiety. Like what if we just make her do it? Okay. She's the fucking doctor. Okay. So anyway, but that would be a good one to have her on. Um, cause there is, there's a lot that goes into not just serial killers and mental health issues, but the amount of people with mental health issues within our prison system is astronomical. There are people who should be getting mental health care that are put in prison, which is really sad to me. Um, so I'll save some of that stuff because I have some statistics. But if we if we look at that and we start talking about it now, I'm going to get down a rabbit hole and we'll be 7,000 hours into a podcast episode. Yeah. So I'll fucking save that. I do have a stat about this, though. Um. So, according to Dr. Michael Stone, who's a forensic psychiatrist at Columbia University, he states that about one in five uh, mass murderers are likely to have psychotic or delusional disorders. Jesus, this dude has a database of 350 mass killers going back more than a century. That's a lot. Anyway... You got anything else? No. So one thing I will say, and we've touched on this when we talk about the media and mental health just in general, they have really overdone themselves when it comes to portraying serial killers and their mental health issues. Mm -hmm. So they make them very obvious and very like you would know if you saw it, mm -hmm. right? So I, I would just encourage everyone to remember that a lot of times people with antisocial personality disorder, you don't always know. Mm-hmm. We go back to Ted Bundy, very charismatic, very confident. Like he fucking did political campaigns, you know, mm -hmm. he just, he was one of those individuals that you never would have guessed had these 
desires to murder people. So the media portrays it as like this very outward, they look fucking crazy. Well, then you think about the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron. Even then, like he looked. That's because it's Zac Efron. That man ages. But also he was portrayed to be, well, charismatic. Whatever. whatever. Yes. Anyway, yes. Um, so it's it's basically, you know, we think about Hannibal Lecter and the Silence of the Lambs, right? Ooh, oh. It just is very mm-hmm. obvious that he's not all there. Well, he's all there, but he's not like mentally well. Mm-hmm. You know he wants to like murder people, mm-hmm. for lack of better terms. So anyway, neither of these two stereotypes is quite accurate. So okay. Time out. Reverse. I need to read this whole thing. Take a breath, Chelsea. It's okay. Wow. Um, I'm struggling. So the media either portrays it as a debilitating mental illness that's very obvious, or they're brilliant, like super geniuses, right? Mm -hmm. So neither stereotype is quite accurate. They're more likely to exhibit these behaviors, which are a little more discreet. I feel better about that. This is my quote. Oh, is that funny? Okay. Well, not funny, but well, <laughs> relevant. Yeah. You got anything else before we go into the quote? I don't think so. We were a little scattered, but overall, shocker. Is that anything new? No. No. If you have questions or comments that you would like us to read on the pod next week. At Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. I don't check our Facebook. I don't know if Emily does. Ooh, no, but um, now that you're here, I'm... Yes, okay. Okay. Oh, wait, quote. Quote. You want me to do it? Yeah. Hans Christian Andersen says, Enjoy life. There's plenty of time to be dead. (laughs) Okay. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Goodbye. Goodbye.